0: what's going on badger fans let's talk about in-state recruiting on today's locked on badgers you are locked on badgers your daily podcast on the wisconsin badgers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day what is going on, Badger fans? Welcome to Lockdown Badgers, your team every single day. Really do appreciate everybody tuning in. As always, today's episode brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash lockdown college. They'll throw in a free custom Bird, uh, bird Dogs Yeti style Tumblr with every order. Uh, let's talk about it. We got uh, the tripod on today, which means Rajiv, Justin, all joining us. Um, what's the uh, Rajiv? I already told you. So, everyone who's in the comments, I'm not playing believe with Rajiv on a day where we had two people decommit. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know can we have like what's the opposite sound of the cannons firing? Can we get like yeah. the a sound of the cannons being melted into dinner plates or something? Like I don't know. What's <laughs> up. The cannons aren't firing. They're they you, the you need some kind firing. of
1: like just like a like a thud, just like kind of boring <laughs> right. thud or something.
2: Oh, all the listeners missed the chaos right before he came on here. Ryan effectively went, "Pardon the
0: interruption," on me and and muted me and shut me. Down. <laughs> It's you like on, you're not talking anymore. You went on timeout for a second. For for a topic that we're still going to get into for what it's worth. <laughs> um I want to start here. Let's just get into a comments, a couple comments here. Carson Matski says sad times. Uh Ben Ten says oh no. Um Pavel Strelick says that's fine. All these comments <laughs> are in relation to if you haven't seen the news, Vernon Woodward decommitted, uh, actually committed to Illinois so then just decommitted. He decommitted and recommitted in short order. Um, and then Robert Booker, the in-state tight end also decommitted opening up his commit or his recruitment, which would effectively mean the Badgers are not going to get the top five in-state, uh, prospects in this class for various reasons, a ton of which we talked about, um, gentlemen, a fun day today for a uh, badger sports, uh, Rasheed, we're going to kick it to you because you are typically the most optimistic here. And I will continue to be,
1: <laughs> uh, no, it, this is, this is not good. It, you can't, you can't really spin this in a good way. But there are kinds of multiple sides to it. The first thing I'm going to say is look, in this day and age in college football, this is going to happen, right? This is not the, the, the days of old where people committed and stayed there. You have to get these guys to commit. You've got to get them to stay on through signing day. You've got to get them in your uniform. You got to get them to play. And you got to get them to stay every single year after that. It is a da- it's a, a gauntlet <laughs> of a process to actually get these guys in and keep these guys. So the way you have to look at it is look at the net net, right? We still have 14 guys in this class. There's a lot of good in this class. There's four stars in this class, and there's going to be more. You're, we're going to lose some. Now, I'm not going to be hypocritical. Obviously, I get excited about the guys that come in, so you have to talk about the guys that go away. I get that. But in the end, we lost two three-star guys. I know that that there's a lot of discussion about the in-state thing, and I've, I've talked about this before. I'm not that concerned about that because – there, you know, he's going to build the, the program from that close radius, but it doesn't have to be every single guy. And it's okay that some people don't fit, don't fit exactly what he wants. I know that you, you love Sexton, you love a lot of guys, but I, I'm okay with that. The important thing is that we still have other guys in this class and we're going to lose, people. Well, we're going to lose more. We're going to lose more. We're going to get more. We're going to get some in the transfer portal. We're going to give some in the transfer portal. We still have three amazing four-star guys in this class and Met that's Howard. I mean, do I even say his name right? Maybe he or whatever. I think it's Haywood stack. I mean, look, we've got good guys. We also have a four-star tight end in this class. So it's okay that we lost these guys. It's not good. It's not great. I'm not <laughs> jumping for joy. I'm not, you know, screaming and believe with Rajiv, but I am saying that let's look at the entire holistic picture on signing day before we completely say we've lost everything. We're not doing what we need to do. Um, but look, I understand this is a loss, but We're going to get people in. I know I've said this before, and I'll say this again. In Fickle, we trust. I'm good with what this coaching staff is doing, where they're focusing their recruiting efforts, what they're targeting, the style they're targeting. Let these guys work. We're going to lose some. We're going to gain some. It's all going to be okay. When signing day comes, then we can really lay out the grade and see how we did. I think it's still going to be an A. I think we're going to still end up with a top 15 class.
2: I will chime in here. I don't think we're going to hit a top 15 class. I think that there, there's a, a lot of top end talent we need to bring in yet. That doesn't mean we won't have a good class. I just don't Maybe know. Maybe top reach that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a couple things I want to touch on here with this. Number one, I really liked Woodward's, Woodward's film. I think we all did. Um, I think he is a loss, but I think there was also writing on the wall that this was going to be happening. Like where there was smoke coming into this for the last couple weeks here. So it's not, Like this one caught us off guard. With regards to Booker, he's a loss. There's no other way around it. The question I have with this, and I don't know one way or the other, was was this a two tight end class or was this a two tight end class because Rob Booker was an in-state kid who had a lot of talent? And I don't know the answer to that. So I know we have stack, but the question I have is, well, if we didn't have Booker in-state – Would we be taking a second tight end? Because I don't know the answer to that. And that's where, from a loss standpoint of what it means to the class, I don't really effectively know what this staff truly would have designed if they were looking at it from a big-picture view of what do we want in this cycle. Um, Steck is still an amazing get. Booker is a loss. Anyone that wants to try to act like it's not, he's got a lot of talent. He's got an NFL upside. And anyone who doesn't think that that has not watched his film. Um, That said, it does not mean that we do not focus on the tight end position like we previously did. So the question I have is, how many of these guys do they actually want on hand versus what we traditionally have had at Wisconsin, which kind of feeds into that. Um, With regards to the class, it is a loss for in-state. And I brought this up on on the Discord when I said, This staff is getting used to being the big dog in a state that is the top program. They were at Cincinnati when they were in Ohio, and OSU was the one that would have taken these shots had they let somebody go that the fan base thought should have gone to Ohio State and not offered. In Wisconsin, you don't have that luxury of having the bigger program that's the one taking the shots for it. Cincinnati could effectively do whatever they wanted for recruiting, and nobody would have really, truly – looked at it strongly one way or the other. With Wisconsin, they're going to, because you're your in-state recruiting is the pedigree of the, of the program in general. So the way people are gonna look at it is, you're failing because you're not doing what we're used to seeing. Now, it has to get better than it is. There is going to be a change, I think, in the way that they address in-state recruiting going forward. I think you need to be more assertive with those kids in telling them that, hey, number one, we wanna bring you in as a, as a recruit, and you have to, to really take take them, treat them like an out of state kid almost in terms of how hard you have to go after them going forward. But it is something that they need to address. I don't think you need to get all these kids. I think we've talked about that ad nauseum at this point. Re- listen, I think it's going to be different than the previous staff. I think this staff is going to be pickier with who they offer. I think they're going to really look at look or the the fit for guys that they're going to offer that are in state. But that does not mean that this cycle went well. And I think that the coaching staff would freely admit that there were mistakes made and that they need to moving forward, change their way, the way they're handling things. But this is an intelligent staff and they're an aggressive staff. I think those changes will be made.
0: Uh, yeah. Jake Mayer says, Whew, what a day, huh? Fellas. That, that is true. Let's go here with a couple of this. So this, these were plan A guys, right? Yeah, We've spent a lot of time talking about, yes, these are three-star guys, but these are guys the staff prioritized, right? These are plan yeah. A guys. So that means they're plan A losses, right? I mean, I think that's a fair statement. These are these are real players that were targeted early by the staff, so losing them is a big deal. I loved Wood- Woodward's film. Absolutely loved it. I don't care that mm-hmm. he was unranked. I think he was mm-hmm. a stud. Um, Booker was super unique as an athlete. So, to me and Justin, to your point, I, I I certainly can't speak to the coaching staff, but to me, the tight end room is kind of bare, right? Like, and if Phil Longo has shown he will use it if it's there, I don't know if it's his preference, and that's a good question to ask. But I don't think there's a lot of proven talent in that tight end room, so we'll see if they go after someone else. Maybe they won't, and that would answer the question. To me, it felt like Booker was an athlete you add whether he's in state or not. If you could get him, um, it's it's tough to me because. I see a lot of statements about trust the staff and I agree with that. Uh, it's not a big deal <coughs> early, but at the same time, to Rajiv, to your point, we celebrate all these, these commitments as yep. big deals. Like I thought Booker was a huge deal to this class because he's a unique athlete, unique weapon. So I think you got to just be honest. And I think to the most part we are, but these are real losses. And, um, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's the end of the class. It doesn't mean this class isn't going to be really mm-hmm. successful. It doesn't mean the coaches won't rebound, but it's, it's not a good look in my opinion, mm-hmm. especially coming on the heels of, of Nathan Roy choosing Minnesota, right? Coming on the heels of some of these other things. It's just not a super great look right now.
1: And it's never over, right? I mean, not, it's not to say that these guys that Rob Booker is not going to still end up at Wisconsin. You never know. Right. And I mean, look, Woodward visited Illinois five days after he committed mm-hmm. to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he was out there He went to UCF, I think as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the, the, these guys are, this is a constant flow now. This is just the way that this is. So yeah. Celebrate the wins. We're going to talk about, about the losses. It is a loss. But, I mean, you know, guys also remember that Booker was originally offered, I believe, in October of 22, before Fickle was even here. So, like, a lot of these guys were <laughs> were, were talked to by the old staff with Leonard and, and, and Chris and those guys. So, I mean, yeah, Fickle comes in, sees the list of people we're talking to, wants to get the in-state guys, wants to go after them. That doesn't necessarily mean that even Fickle thought he was the best fit for the program. I'm not saying he wouldn't have been a great fit. I'm just saying – this is not a full, I mean, this is a full fickle cycle, but it's really still not because a lot of these guys were talked to by the old staff and who knows what discussions were had then. And who knows what backroom discussions were had when they started this and said, well, do we really want this guy? Or is it okay if he leaves? Or we're, we're okay if Woodward leaves, we'll take him. But if he leaves, it's all right. You know, I mean, all the reporting basically is that, you know, from Evan flood, that, that Booker was actually can we we actually initiated parting ways. So it's, I think it's really okay. I, I know that we have to at least talk about them, and it's fair, and it is fair to call this a loss. But how many good days has this program had since Fickle came on board? Is this is this maybe the first bad day? Maybe. We'll take uh, I, I would. I would point. <laughs> to- I, know I, think, think, I think you're going to say second. I know I you are.
0: bring performance potentially. <laughs> <as> a- <Yeah. laughs> I'm saying. I'm saying recruiting. <laughs> the, let, we got to take a quick break there. And get to our friends of the show. I want to lead. Let a question linger here. That i've been thinking about and we'll answer it on the way back <coughs> and get into what you think on this as well is this just partially the byproduct of a staff that's pushing to secure commitments much more quickly than the previous staff as well are we going to just this is a more aggressive staff i think inherently no matter what that's going to lead to more decommitments. commitments i think there's i, I made that
2: same that. exact statement and i think that's very true whenever mm-hmm. you get more aggressive with somebody you take the risk that they weren't quite ready to make that decision and after they step away from all the glitz and glamour of the official visit, sometimes it settles in like, hey, I maybe that's not exactly what I wanted to do. And we've talked about it with other staffs and how they how that happens. You know, school to the West, it's been talked about a lot. I think that this staff is a little bit more down to earth than that staff, but it's similar. Like if you're going to push for the commitment, if, if you really like a kid and you have them on there and you... and Hey, at the time, I'm sure it's the best decision for the kid, but that does not mean that they don't have second thoughts about it. And in this case, it's going to happen more often. The previous staff, the difference was is that they would wait probably almost too long for that decision and then get burned when they they weren't necessarily ready for it.
0: By the way, I'll just point out that Justin's the best. Like, <coughs> I'll say, hey, we're going to answer this after the break. I have and to talk about it. Justin, you can take this right All out. Right. And he's like, no, yeah. no, let's answer this now. Yeah. <laughs> we got to take a quick break for our friends of the show. Come back with a bunch of your comments. Um, and I want to keep talking about these two D commitments in-state recruiting plus, who are the top five Big Ten coaches. I know Justin and I disagree on that list. Uh, I want to get your comments as well. We're going to get into that next on Lockdown Badgers. But first, a very quick break for our friends of the show um, over at Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are incredible. I've talked about Bird Dogs. They are my way to to dress a little nicer, be comfortable. I've talked about my adventures and being able to dress myself as a normal adult. Like I just I struggle with fashion. I once almost hired a fashion um, expert who was going to charge me about three thousand dollars, and I would take a picture of every piece of clothing in my my closet, and he would tell me yes or no, and the nos I'd have to throw away, and the yeses I'd keep. Um, I almost went through with this until my wife said, "That's three thousand (laughs) dollars." We're not doing that. I said, yeah, you're probably right. So Bird Dogs just removed some of this stuff for me, like clothes and fashionista stuff. That is not my my um my swim lane for and uh bird dogs takes care of that. Incredibly comfortable pants, moisture wicking. You can wear them to any occasion, perfect time for spring. And if you order now, bird dogs.com slash lockdown college, you get a free lockdown college or a free Yeti style tumbler with every order. Bird Dogs is throwing that in. That's bird dogs.com slash lockdown college. I want to take a quick second to say thank you to everybody's tuning in, everybody watching live. Everybody's going to see us later on the podcast on YouTube. Y'all are incredible, um, and you're helping to build this just really fun and unique community, and uh, it's it's amazing and it's incredibly humbling. So thank you for allowing us to be a small part of your day. Uh, let's get back into. We got Justin Rajiv uh, continuing this talk. Rajiv, I want to kick it over to you as well, just with that that thought of this is probably just a new normal with a staff like Fickles. like Because we, we talked about Paul Christ all the time, and they were very good with take all the time you want, all the visits you want, commit when you're ready. And there's pros and cons, right, on both sides yeah. of this.
1: And we I, were constantly annoyed with Paul Christ's recruiting department. We all, we all were, right? I mean, everybody was constantly annoyed with the lack of the recruiting department, the lack of the size, the lack of the aggressiveness. Well, this is the flip side. right? Justin said it perfectly. He He mentioned it in a text earlier today. He said it. Um, this is what an aggressive staff does. And yeah, we're going to see, this is not the last one guys. We're going to see more of this. This is, and, and we're going to go steal commits from other schools. Right. Mm-hmm. And someone earlier in the comments brought up that remember Jamel Howard, right. He committed, decommitted, came back. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we don't, it's, it's so it's too early to really tell, but yeah, let, let me tell you something. I will take the aggressive staff any day. I will take losing commits and, and, and going through these, these cycles of up and down, over what kind of recruiting department Paul Christ had any day of the week. And I'm guessing you guys probably would agree with me. This is the recruiting department that I want. I want someone that's going to go out there, find what we need, get aggressive with it, bring them in, get them up. We had huge visits back-to-back weekends. I mean, just tons of guys coming in here. We're talking about more four-star guys than we've talked about in a long time. This is what we wanted. It's going to come with some downfalls. We mm-hmm. can't. It's not all roses as much as Believe with Rajiv wants it to be. It's not. And so it's okay to have these, these little dips and valleys it's going to happen. And it's going to happen again. We're <laughs> going to have big name transfers that leave our program. That's That's going to just piss us off. There's going to be guys that we're going to get though. It's all net net. Look at it at the end. Look at it on signing day. And even then after signing day, you're still going to lose people. So in the end, we're still trending in the right direction. I want the aggressive staff. I'll take them any day of the week.
0: But let me before you jump in, just I just want to ask a quick question to something you said, Rajiv. You said it's going to happen again. This is losing five of the six top in-state prospects can't happen again, right? Just to be, I,
1: I yes, I agree with you. Okay. That's not a good look. But remember, these are this is that this is that transitional year between mm-hmm. Christ and Fickle. So I, I'm not going to judge the in-state yet because I think that in-state is super important, especially in our state where we're the only D1 program. I get that. But it's got to be the right fit, and and Fickle look, was looking for different profile of, <clears throat> of players, different guys. It's got to be the right fit. Um, Booker was a good fit, but let's see what happens with a full year without the the Paul Chris stuff, and see where he lands. Yeah, we don't want to lose those kinds of recruits. I'm not saying that's a good thing, but it's manageable. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, when I look when I take a look at some of this in terms of the 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 give and take between the two different recruiting philosophies. The things that stung us with Paul Chris was waiting on those guys and have allowing these kids who hadn't committed to go on visits that we'd almost have them at hand. And then potentially it could flip them to going somewhere else. And that's where we got stung by waiting too long and not pushing for those commitments. The difference is, is that I'll take the risk that if a kid commits to fickle, that he's going to shut it down and then just never take visits over the risk of waiting on that commitment and potentially they go somewhere else on a visit and just commit there because that staff's more aggressive. So there's always that risk when you're, when you have that situation, I'll take the the aggressive staff and yeah, I'll get burned a time or two, but I'll take the chance that we pick up guys that we normally wouldn't get because of the fact that we're being aggressive.
0: Um, And you probably get burned either way to some degree, right? There's, there's there's no perfect way to do it, way to do this, which is pretty clear. Uh, bird dogger kind of really agreeing with both of you definitely lost two quality recruits in this day and age get used to it um concentrate on the next <laughs> one and there's a lot of guys in the pipeline coming potentially coming down still
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh this has always been an interesting thought for me why come in, in the first place then this is from a wisconsinite um first of all appreciate the comment i would just say because you secure a spot like that mm-hmm. may sound self-serving but uh, mm-hmm. listen programs recruit over players as well like mm-hmm. i just i yeah, it goes I, both ways. I know people don't love that answer, but I just don't I if you're a player, I, I honestly don't see the huge harm in it. Like you have it's to a, pick your spot. It's
1: a They're, business. It's still yeah. it's still a business. There's a lot of there's 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 a lot of things going both ways. And you know, you gotta look at it from the from the school's perspective, you gotta look at it from the player's perspective. And if you look at both sides, <laughs> it that that's why I'm saying it's gonna happen. It's just this is part of the game.
2: I'll say this had Woodward not committed, his spot probably would have been gone by week two. Like, the, the amount of guys that came in in that second week that were at corners, I believe we probably would have got everyone that was in that group because we're still good, we're, we're really trending well for a guard. We got Harper. There's a chance we could have mm-hmm. taken Irvin. Like, it, it easily could have been those three guys and then just been like, well, now it's not even an option. Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand him taking that placeholder and being like, oh, I'll take this visit then. You know, I still have my spot. They're not going to just kick me the curb, but who knows what happened with the staff there.
0: I don't yeah, know well, what type of... Oh, I was just going to say, World of Rock says flips portal, early entries. It's more complex than an airline reservation system. Yeah, it's a lot of moving parts, right, on both ends of this. So to, to everyone's point, I think it's going to happen a lot. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And then coming up, we're going to get into a bunch of comments and the top five Big Ten coaches. We'll put the the list that Locked On did. Uh, we did an internal poll. And I'll, I've talked about this already, so I kind of want to kick it over to everyone else and see what they agree with and disagree with, and then we'll chop it up from there. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show and a quick break to say thank you to everybody listening, everybody that's tuning in. Tons of great comments. Um, a lot of people love Rasheed and Justin. Those comments are awesome to see those guys. I'm not just saying they're here. They're incredible. I always say that. Uh, People in the community, everybody on the Discord, um, thank you for for allowing us to be a small part of your day. All right, let's get back into this. So, uh, gentlemen, we talked a little bit in text just about this, the top five Big Ten coaches. I'm going to put the list back up here for those who haven't seen it. So Locked On, the network itself, did an internal poll. Basically, all the Big Ten hosts ranked their coaches, and this is the results of it. These are the top five Big Ten coaches according to the Locked On poll. Uh, number one, Jim Harbaugh. So if you're listening on the podcast, I'll read it out. Number one's Jim Harbaugh, two Ryan Day, three Brett Bielema, four James Franklin, and five Luke Fickle. I've talked about this. Um, I've, I've mentioned that I would not have Bielema. I would have Bielema five. I'd have Franklin three and Fickle four. So those were my changes to it. Um, I'm going to take this list back down and kick it over to these fine guys. Uh, where do you agree or disagree with that list? I'm going to
2: say, first off, don't smoke crack, kids. <laughs> that list, I, I hate that list. I'm just gonna I say hate it. it. It's it's the first two I'll agree with. I, I don't I don't think there's anything you can say to dispute that. Uh Bielma is is in my opinion at, at best five, possibly six. Uh, I don't think he's the same guy that was that left here in 2012, and that list screams he's the same guy that he was in 2012 who was winning conference championships. And I just it's that's not the case. Um Franklin. Ryan and I have been going back and forth on this one for most of the day. I don't love him as a coach. I think he's got a ton of resources available to him. He recruits at a fairly high level. And I think that he is far too inconsistent of a coach to have the records that he has. If you're recruiting at the, the ranking level that Penn state does, you should never be under eight wins. It just shouldn't happen. Like you, you could put a folding chair at quarterback and beat, and get yourself to eight wins in most years. It's not like they have the most difficult out of conference schedule typically on hand either. So I I look at it as he just underperforms compared to what I'm used to. And, and Barr, if you take trace McSorley out of the equation, he's had really bad quarterback play for pretty much his entire time. there. Like Sean Clifford was basically Graham Mertz at Penn state.
0: So what would be your top five then, if you have to? If, what what would be your top five?
2: My top five would probably be it's going to be day, followed by Harbaugh, oh. which is very close. It, it I think it's a, it's a, you could throw that one either way. I honestly think that the upside most likely to win a title is probably day right now, and that has a lot to do with what his situation is, more so than his ability as a coach. I just think that if we watch, when you watch the game that was Georgia OSU last year, it was some of the most incredible college football <laughs> I've seen go back and forth. And I'm not sure that Harbaugh could have played a game remotely that close with with Georgia,
0: which you is really why we really disagree on these lists. I'll just say that
2: um, I think Fickle's three for me. He's made it to the playoff. I think he's consistently proven that if he, once he gets his himself established at a program, that he will win at a high level. I mean, what was their worst record? Nine and three.
0: No, his first year they didn't have a. Good well, game. I mean,
2: I'm saying after he established himself. So the first year he had a losing record, but then he went what ten and two, the
0: next year I think. I'd have to look. I, it was either nine or ten wins. Yeah. Um, and then he's basically I, I have have ten wins. They don't. They weren't playing hard at a hard out of conference. No, that's. But if they're still playing against Franklin.
2: They're still playing that conference every year, and winning at a high level in their conference. And I'd say that he is that Franklin is playing Indiana, Michigan
0: State, Ohio State,
2: Rutgers. Michigan. Okay, so he's got two losses. What is, what's responsible for the other four every year?
0: It is not four every year. That's a, that's not a true statement, though. It's not okay, but half his years it is. All right, so all right, so you have you have Fickle three. Who's your four? It's not half your years either. Statistically, uh, this is not true. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, we're already going back it's and forth. Forty plus
2: percent. Okay. All right. where's your all four
0: right. and five? All right. So I'm get Rajiv in on this at some point.
2: <laughs> I honestly, based off of what he's done, how the consistency that I've seen from him. I don't love the the issues with his son. I think it's ridiculous that we have the the issues that we do, but I'd probably put Ferenc at, at four and I would probably put Franklin at five. And okay. I'd probably put Bert at Brett at
0: six. I oh, could say Bert. <laughs> Bert does work on this show. <laughs> Uh, Rajiv, what, what, what is, where's is your top five at? And what's your biggest gripe with this list? If you have one, I, I well, actually so, talked about this. With right.
1: You. So first of all, Brett Bielema needs to be nowhere near this. Like that's just, just get, get out of there. Um, he was awful in Arkansas. Absolutely awful. And yes, I give him credit for what he's done in Illinois, but he's <laughs> taken them from bad to somewhat decent. Let's talk to me about Brett, Brett Bielema. If he's winning, if he's actually winning something again, like he did with us. So just calm down with that. Um, my number one is day. Uh, number two is Harbaugh day. Look, and I, and I like Harbaugh. I think he's obviously done a really good job resurrecting that program, but it took him a while, but day, you just, you just have to give it to him right now because of the sheer level of success that Ohio state is doing and, and putting out um, three. I'm going to say Franklin. I, I don't think that, that and and I want to put fickle there, but fickle, first of all, isn't in the big 10 right now. I mean, yes, he is now, but he hasn't played. He hasn't done this yet. So yes, he's been in the playoff. He deserves all the credit, which is why he's even listed there. <coughs> uh, but I would say that Fickle is Fickle's my four behind Franklin. Um, and then five, I would actually say Kirk Ferentz too. I don't really like that um, because I think <laughs> it far, goes downhill just, pretty quick after the top messy. four. It, it's messy. And, and I mean, I think we're going to be, we're going to end up being surprised with um, a couple of the newcomers like the Purdue coach. But no, I, I think that I mean, God, Kirk Ferentz, geez, like, can, their offense is so it's pathetic. So I don't know what they're doing, and it's he should be at the bottom of this list just because well, his I mean, son he can't replace his son at offensive coordinator. But nonetheless, they've had a lot of success, and they 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 belong up there, and that's fine. I'll give them credit. but uh, Brad Bielmo, I would put after that, and I think Carson um, put up a, put a comment in there. PJ Flex should be twentieth. I love that. PJ Flex, don't even just don't even include him on the list. 32nd, 100th, it's fine. But he's nowhere near that top. So, yeah, Day, Harbaugh, Franklin, um, Fickle, Ference. That's my top five.
0: Yeah. I, uh, let me let me really quickly say why I have Harbaugh above Day. Uh, Day, to me, has never proven he can do it outside of Ohio State. I truly don't know what kind of coach he is when he doesn't have elite talent. We, we've seen Harbaugh resurrect Stanford. <coughs> I, I'm a Niner fan. As soon as he got to San Francisco, they got good. And as soon as he left, they got bad. Like we've seen him win at multiple levels. I think he's a better coach than Day. I think he's just proven it. Um, Day is an elite talent acquirer. acquirer. Um, Great recruiter, obviously. But he's at Ohio State. I would love to see him in a different situation. And maybe he would excel in that situation like Harbaugh has. I just don't know. The thing with Franklin for me is when he first got there, they had sanctions. And those hurt. I mean, they didn't have full scholarships until his third year. I mean, it just is what it is. Um, And since that point, he's won 73% of his games four 11 one seasons and if you look at what he did at Vanderbilt he has half of their bowl he has two of their four bowl wins but Vanderbilt has won four bowl games in the history of their program and one of those is in 1955 James Franklin was there for three years and won two I mean that that's whether you like the guy or not I frankly don't really like the guy and I think he has bad exes and I don't think he's a good in-game coach he makes a ton of questionable in-game stuff to if you've won half of your program's bowl games um, to me that's a really impressive thing the the Bielma thing, I agree with you guys. He's just not three. I've met five because I think he's probably grown. He he worked under Belichick, which to me is really interesting. Belichick doesn't hire schlubs, right? He he really doesn't uh, have tolerance for guys who don't know what they're doing. So that was really interesting to me that he worked with Belichick and was there for a couple of years. Um, I can't have France in the top five because he he can't. He's he's a top five father. He's a top two <laughs> father probably, right? But he he you can't have that level of nepotism and be yeah. in the top five in my in my opinion. It's it's so hard. I mean, it's a balancing right. act of that. you You have to completely
2: ding the crap out of him for the fact that he's got awful offense, but then also give him credit for the fact that their defense is like a top five defense in the every
1: year. And there there are a lot of comments um in the about Matt Rule. It's a good, good discussion point. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. I think that that's the he's someone that's up there. And you mentioned Franklin um reg- I think when you look at big Ten coaches, you have to factor in recruiting because the the college game, it really matters, which is why, I think, yeah, I agree with you on, on Franklin's in game coaching, but that's why you've got to have those guys up at the top because they they simply are better recruiters, and that really goes hand in hand. Matt Rule, we'll see how he does. I mean, I, I think that the, I don't think that they're going to be very successful. I've been I'm on record on the show saying that I think Nebraska is going to continue their downward slide. This is not this is not the resurrection of the Cornhuskers. I, I really don't believe that. Um, I think they're another coach away from that, uh, or maybe more. But yeah, it's a it's a good discussion point with Rule because he probably is teetering on that line too.
0: Muppy B says no chance Beals gets any love. I don't care what he accomplishes; he's an irredeemable douche. Thank you, Muppy B, for jumping on the show. <laughs> I mean, um, here's a me. question for you guys: Who would you rather have, um, Matt Rule or PJ Fleck?
1: Oh, I take Matt Rule. Matt Rule, just because PJ Fleck and well, well, put
0: aside off, the dude – put aside what – I'm just saying as a coach, as, as a recruiter, as a coach.
2: Um We're going to find a great deal out about P.J. Fleck now that half his staff turned over.
1: Sure. Because he had I, a lot of guys that were
2: there for multiple years.
1: I will say that when P.J. Fleck originally came to Minnesota, I was like, wow, that's a good hire. I mean, he's – I love his passion. You got to give it to the – you got to give him the guy credit. Like, he he brings it. He has that optimism. He cares about the program. He says all the right things. He knows how to bring in the fans and pump up the program similar to what Luke, why we're excited about Fickle. Obviously, we have much more reason to be excited than Minnesota fans. But you know, so yeah, I it's hard. It's really hard to answer that because of how <coughs> much I hate PJ Fleck now. But I would say that when they started, I was probably I probably would have said Fleck, but now just forget it. I mean, that guy's nowhere near anywhere. I don't want him anywhere near any team that I support ever.
0: Uh, it's interesting to me because I think he's a pretty good coach, actually. they're pretty good I know like Minnesota's better with him. They are, they've won three of five against Wisconsin. I, um, I think
2: there's some correlations to Bilama there with him. That he's possible. he's more of a CEO and that he has good coaches underneath him, but I'm not sure how much that he actually brings to the table himself, other than being the rah rah guy.
0: But that's what he brings to the table, right? Is the rah rah guy, and that that works to an element and, in recruiting and
2: seventh year seniors. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: like your seniors. Paul Buckeye says Ryan Day has guided Ohio State to a 45 and six record. That includes 31 and two against Big Ten conference foes. Yeah, I am at number two in the conference. Like I'm not, I, I'm not down on Ryan Day because I think Harbaugh's more accomplished. Ryan Day's done an incredible job,
1: and I think Ryan Day. I, I hear you on why you think Harbaugh's won because of what he's done at Stanford and here, but. I I think Ryan day is just so successful and Mm -hmm. they didn't, they didn't drop off with him. Like he kept (laughs) it going and he's done really well. And frankly, as I said, the last time I was on, they should have won the national championship this year. I mean, they, they outplayed Georgia and they just, they, they should have won that game. And I think that they really were the best team of the country. And you know, he, he is, you got to give him credit for that. Yes. I understand that he was, you know, following great coaches and there's a long lineage of history there, but you and you have to keep it up because there have been coaches at both of those schools. And we certainly saw that in Michigan with Rich Roddle's years and Ohio State that just couldn't hack it mm-hmm. and couldn't keep them at their level. So he's done that and you have to give him credit for that. So, yeah, Ryan Day to me is a, frankly, he's a clear number one.
2: Wow. Um, uh, on, honestly, the one thing I will say with that, I think it I think it is fair to call him a bit of a front runner in that in regard to what you're talking about, Ryan. That you just don't know what he would be if he had to go to a mid-range team from a talent standpoint. Like the, a lot of the things that he can get away with at Ohio State, it's it it's very valid to question whether they would work at a less talented team.
0: Hmm. Um, here's an interesting one. This is a great point from Larry Miller, and we didn't even talk about this. Where is Lincoln Riley when he joins this mix? Let's say he let's say USC <laughs> was in the mix this year. Where would you have Link, Lincoln Riley on this top five? Because he's clearly in this top five. He's number think. three.
1: Three, yeah, I was, I, I, agree, three, yeah, yeah,
0: I think he's three multiple
1: right. trips to the uh, to the playoff, for sure. I mean, guys, the Big Ten is just going to be I mean, with, when USC and UCLA join this conference, we are we're in for a treat. I mean, we're we're in for a lot of battles, and we're going to be super frustrated because some of those years are going to be better than the Badgers. Right. But it's really exciting though to to be able to, to even talk about mm-hmm. this and talk about these guys coming in, and it's going to be it's going to be pretty exciting.
0: Question is, um, can
2: he find himself a
1: defensive coordinator?
0: <laughs> let's, let's hope he doesn't find a certain defensive coordinator, yeah, right? Yeah, no kidding. Um, You imagine that pairing, uh, oh, Brian no. D. What about Chip Kelly? I don't like I, Chip Kelly. I really don't like Chip Kelly. I,
1: I, I'm not a Chip Kelly fan. I think he's very one dimensional. I don't. I don't think he's a good coach. I never want. I never want him anywhere near our program. Um, I would put him seven, <laughs> probably. You know, looking yeah. at the whole, of the whole list. That's,
2: that's kind of where I had him at. And I, I kind of looked at
1: it and I'm like, he's a guy who was
2: cutting edge at one point, and just it, it kind of in, in a different way than Paul Chris, but it the game kind of passed him by a little bit.
0: Yeah, where it's UCLA just, he, has been getting better. Like he has been in creating a better program there for what it's worth. Uh Zach Bart said – I and I agree with you guys though, he wouldn't be in my top five either. Uh Zach Bart says, including Riley, I've got Harbaugh, Day, Riley, Franklin, and Fickle. And no matter how you I would say this, guys, no matter how you slice up that top five, however you want to chop it up and reorder it, that's a really strong top five.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah
0: sure.
2: I think that goes toe-to-toe with the SEC top five coaches mm-hmm. probably.
0: All right, let's 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 kind of wrap it up there. Uh, disagreements, but disagreements are great. Um, anything else? Anything we talked about a lot today, guys? 2D commitments, uh, top five, a bunch of comments I didn't get into, but I want to kick it around, see if anyone has any last thoughts that they want to throw out there before we sign off. I'm
1: just curious, like, let's kind of putting a bow around it. What is, what is everyone's worry meter right now? Do you, are, are you like, so just hmm. the two of you, like from, from, from this morning when you woke up to now, are you really overly concerned about Fickle and the recruiting and what happened today? Or is this just a little bump in the road? Give me your like kind of overall
0: thoughts as to how this day shaped. <coughs> are we just talking recruiting in general? Yes. Like- just, re- just recruiting. Yeah. I'm probably uh, we don't. Talk, I didn't put a lot of thought in this yet. So I'm we're saying, saying one is
2: not the least, and ten is the most.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Worried. One is okay. one is you're not worried at all, and ten you're like you're worried about what's happening. So like, where where are you at with
0: this? I probably listen. I probably. If we go back to when Luke Fickle was landing every single transfer player in the world that we wanted, right? And we had 17 live reaction shows. And even that, that one guy complained about me not doing live reaction shows, couldn't complain about it at that point. Um, And I was at a zero, right? We are all at zeros because it was incredible. I'm probably up to at least like a two now. Like I, I really don't think they handled the in-state stuff well. But a two is a low. Like a two, it's low, right? It's yeah, the right. first year. Um, this staff knows what they're friggin' doing, right? At the end of yeah. the day, they took Cincinnati to the playoffs. They get it. They're not dumb. They're really intelligent. They're aggressive. <clears throat> so it is more than it was. And maybe that was based on unrealistic expectations based on the transfer portal influx, but it's it's low for me still. Sure.
2: I, I think we as kind of super fans had kind of moved off of the honeymoon phase more than most people would that just don't know the optics as much as we do with a lot of it. I'm probably at a two also, um, and that's, like, it's, I'm not worried about anything, but, like, the way I look at it is the staff is very capable. So when we see something like some of these guys that they miss on, I'm very confident, like, we have some really big targets that are going to be coming, hitting the end of this month that Wisconsin may miss on, and they're four-star type guys. But I also look at it, and I'm like, well, you never know. We have the fall coming up here. They could bring in four-star guys again this fall that – are newly anointed four-star guys that are just guys that moved up their board as things kind of moved on and they could still do really well even if they miss on these guys so it's really interesting to me to kind of see how this how cyclical this staff is like the the ebbs and flows with this staff are so much more Mm -hmm. aggressive and constant it's like a roller coaster (laughs) much more so the last staff was more even keel like things change so much faster with the staff. So it's, it's kind
1: of like a little bit of a, what's a little whiplash that we tend to get with them.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, and and to wrap it up, like, there you go. Like you, it's no one's really that worried. I'm at a one because Mm -hmm. I just don't really feel like it's that, you know, like, I I don't know if you guys are in stocks (coughs) at all. If you look at like stock Mm -hmm. charts, like you see, you see up and down, but you got to look at the overall trend, right? You got to see like the baseline Mm -hmm. of those valleys and those peaks, like, where are you trending? And this program is trending in one direction. You can you can have a couple decommits, and you can have some more, but it's trending in one direction. And the recruiting it's also, also trending in one direction because if you look at the Paul Crist down here, and then you look at Luke Fickle, and then yeah, you have some drops. And but we've got four stars. We've got guys. We've got we've got a quarterback that we're really excited about. We've got some offensive linemen that we're pumped about. So I'm at a one. You know, let's calm the panic meter. It's nothing to worry about. Let's see as things progress. I think what's going to happen, you're going to keep seeing a couple valleys, but by, followed by really big highs, right? There's going to be like a couple good recruits, really good recruits, and you'll lose one and you'll have a few more. And that's the big thing. It's the overall trend is still going in
0: the right direction. <clears throat> Can I point out though, Rajiv, doing a daily show. I can't worry about overall trend. I'm in the moment, baby. Like I, hey, listen, I'm i on once or twice a week, so I can
1: worry. We're about allowed
0: to overreact. If, and if then, you zoom in to a valley. And then uh, overreact the other way enough, the next that looks like a mountain slide going down. If you zoom in <laughs> enough to a valley. So, yeah, sure. Uh,
2: sure. Uh,
0: <laughs> let's get a couple of these quick comments. We'll wrap it up there because I didn't do a good enough job. That's my fault getting all these comments in. A lot of good
1: comments today. A lot of yep. good people.
0: Mitch uh, Ames you know. said very little worry. He's at maybe a two. What's up, Mitch? Uh, Robert Sorson says two. It's still early. Zach Bart says a four. It happens. Odds are if we land a prospect like Dupree or a guard, we're over the moon. Sure, we can address it, uh, but I'm not losing my mind over it. We're going to be just fine.
1: Zach, where were you? Like, I mean, were a four, really? I'm actually surprised, Zach. Where were you before today? Were you like a one or put that in the comments, Zach? I'm curious.
0: Uh, Winning Gambler says a zero. He's more optimistic than Believe with Rajiv at this point. Rajiv's at a one winning gambler, bringing the optimism. Good job, man. Uh, Bo dragon said they made it the movie water boy based on fickles life story. We are in good hands. Stop it. <laughs> oh, by the way, there was another comment up here from Bo dragon. I don't always get all the Bo dragons, but he mentioned something about let's manifest uh Jim Leonard to USC. Stop it. Stop it. Bo dragon. Yeah. We do not want that. That is not cool. <laughs> um, absolutely not. And I think that was all kind of the the grades unless I missed something. So a lot of good comments. Uh, really do appreciate everybody tuning in. A bunch more content coming up, as always. This one went a little long, but I figured it would with a couple of decommitments, talking uh, top five coaches, having some disagreements and discussion there, which I loved. Uh, gentlemen, thank you, as always, for jumping in. Everybody in the comments, all the people I didn't get to, I apologize. Jan Volk says, uh, not going to worry yet. Let's see how fickle coaches. It's a great point. Like We haven't even got to the games yet. We're months away from the games. So. Not um, not too far,
1: though. We're only like 80 to 80 days, maybe, or something like that. Oh, not That's, even. We're in the 70s Yeah, 70s, yeah we're in the yeah, 70s. Perfect.
0: Ryan Talbert says, I'm at a one. And we're going to finish on this one. Uh, which With what is going to become an inside joke, Robert Sorson says, wait, Ryan does a daily show? <laughs> um, anyway, if you get it, you get it. Uh, if not, no worries. On Wisconsin. We'll talk yeah. to you later. Let's go.